Hello, my podcast family, and welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God, what? Through the lens of caregiving. Today is Friday, getting ready to embark upon the weekend. I know you're thinking, I'm a caregiver. Is there really anything different? Well, for me, there was, you know, you have to make it special, you know, to commemorate that you're going into the weekend. I don't know, have put an extra little teaspoon of sugar in your coffee on Saturday and Sunday, but do something to commemorate the weekend for yourself. Today we're looking at Psalm 68, and it's a pretty lengthy psalm, so I'm just going to pick out some of the verses that I think um, are really, well, all of them are actually relevant. I just don't want to read, you know, 35 verses to you. Um, so we'll just we'll just look at some of the highlights. Reading from the New International Version, it starts off verses 1 through 3. They read, May God arise, may his enemies be enemies be scattered. May his foes flee from him. May you blow them away like smoke. As wax melts before the fire, may the wicked perish before God. But may the righteous be glad and rejoice before God. May they be happy and joyous. Verse 4 through 6. Sing to God. Sing in praise of his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds. Rejoice before him. His name is the Lord. A father to the fatherless, a defender of the widows, is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in family and leads out the prisoners with singing. But the rebellious live in sun-scorched land. Now I'm going to jump down to verses 19 through 23. Praise be to the Lord, our God, our Savior, our daily bearers, our burden, who daily bears our burden. Our God is a God who saves. From the sovereign Lord comes escape from death. Surely God will crush the heads of the enemies, the hairy crowns of those who go on in their sins. God says, I will bring them from Bashan. I will bring them from the depths of the sea, that your feet may wade in the blood of your foes while the tongues of of your dogs have their share. Verses 32 through 35. Sing to God, you kingdoms of the earth. Sing praises to the Lord, to him who rides across the highest heavens, the ancient heavens, who thunders with mighty voice. Proclaim the power of the Lord, whose majesty is over Israel whose power is in the heavens. You, God, are awesome in your sanctuary. The God of Israel gives power and strength to his people. Praise be the Lord. There appears to be a lot going on in this psalm, which was written by David, and he wrote it to be sung in the temple. It's like a temple hymn. But I would classify this psalm as a praise psalm because it speaks to all that God has done for the nations. And throughout the the psalm, he commands us, David commands us to praise the Lord. He actually ends with praise be to God. What David does is provide context to why the nation should pray to God. He recounts their exodus from Israel and how, I mean, from, from Egypt and how God continues to deliver them from their enemies. Because remember, when they came out of Israel, they wandered around in the wilderness, but God still protected them. And then they came in and they possessed the land. And they had to go through various um, surrounding nations in order to conquer the land of Canaan. And God gave them victory each and every time. 
David uses poetic language, though, in this psalm to remind the nation of that God is on their side. He brings in nature and uses it to highlight God's goodness. He talks about the mountains and the waters and, and the sea. He recounts the numerous victories that they have won over Canaan, which gives him the reason, right, to delight, which gives all of Israel the reason to delight in God and recognize his mighty powers. But there's a theme here, and that theme is that God can be trusted, that God is faithful to what he says that he will do. Notice how this psalm, as with some of the others we have discussed, it serves as both a teaching point and a way to remind the nation of Israel of where they come from. So teaching and kind of like a history lesson. Lest we forget. Have you heard that phrase, that phrase before? It serves as a cautionary phrase to urge us to remember our history, both good and bad. Why would we want to remember the bad things? You know, I think it's because they, they let you know how much God has delivered you from, but they also provide a guide as to what to stay from, like warning signs or red flags in the futures, like, up. Oh, I've seen that before. Up, oh, I started walking down this path before. I won't do that again. So it helps you stick to what it is that you need to. And of course, remembering the good things is just to remember, you know, how great and wonderful God is. But we don't want, if you don't want the history, um, so this is, so when we talk about remembering, right, and remembering the good things, but remembering, circling back on remembering the bad things, sometimes it's important to remember why something was done, to know the history behind a certain decision, or why your family always does things this way, or, or why this has happened. Because if you don't know that history, right, if you don't remember it and you don't know it, you may inadvertently undo something that was put in place for a very good reason. Now, granted, it's always good to go back and readdress some things, but we always should have a certain amount of knowledge of our history so that we don't repeat it if it's bad and if it's good to continue to celebrate it. We remember the good things because they help encourage us when times aren't as good. God got me through that. He'll get me through this for the nation of Israel. God has delivered us from Egypt. He has set us in the promised land. He has protected us. And this is what I think we should do today. Uh, what I'm urging you to do today, which is to continue to put your trust in God, to not give up, but to lean on God. Don't give up, but lean on. Lean on God and remember all that he has done for you. Let's pray. We thank you, Father, for being a God that we can come to, a God that we can celebrate, and a God who is very much faithful to what you say. You have given us promises collectively that we've already gone through, but you've also spoken to each and every person listening. You have spoken to our hearts and you have told us and shared with us where it is that you would have us to go. You have whispered in all of our ears just how much you love us. And so, Father, help us to celebrate you. Help us to remember all that you have done for us. And help us to remember the not-so-great times so that we will not repeat them again. So that they will be warning signs for us in case we are maybe trotting down a, a, a negative path. That you use those as the rod of correction to bring us back in line. 
We love you, Lord, and we want to do your will. And so help us to do so. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, my podcast family, go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. And when I talk with you tomorrow on Saturday, I want you to have done something special to commemorate Saturday.